0: question on the what's on the uh, sms line from mz in a mumma lord mz asks Stephen, what happened to the recent case where one black businessman called another black businessman the k word does that also constitute racism and i think i think it's important as well to just point this out i'm not a legal expert although you're going to hear from one in literally a few seconds it's that this is a criminal jury case so it's an, affre- an offense against your dignity against a person's dignity rather than just a racism or hate speech case. And I think it can be important to sort of talk about what we're talking about in this particular case around Vicky Momberg. So you heard the ruling today. She was, the magistrate said that she was guilty of criminal injuria. She was sentenced to three years in jail, one suspended uh, if she doesn't commit a similar offence. So effectively two years. And I'm sure it's all going to be appealed. Professor James Grant is a visiting associate professor at Wits University. Professor Grant, nice to chat again. Good afternoon. Afternoon, Stephen couple of things so firstly i've been trying to rack my brains for a case after 1994 where someone goes to jail for something they said the racist part of it the fact that it's the first time someone is going to jail for making a racist comment is incredibly significant but isn't this also the first such case where someone is going to jail for speech they expressed since 94
1: it's absolutely the first case where anyone is going to prison for racist I can tell you that. Before this, um, the most that has ever been imposed is perhaps a fine of about 10,000 rand, perhaps.
0: Okay. There are different strands to it. You heard me discussing the fact that it was a criminal case of criminal injuria. That means that it's decided in a certain way. Am I correct? The arguments around hate speech, the Constitution, freedom of expression, do they get considered in this case at all because this is a separate criminal case?
1: They would uh, be taken into account in that if, for instance, it was protected speech, then um, in terms of the criminal charge, one would have a defense against the charge by virtue of that speech being lawful in terms of the Constitution. And so the two really feed into each other in that way.
0: Okay. Because the argument, if the argument were to be brought that this is hate speech, and I think you yep. could make that argument but hate speech would also go to the threat of imminent harm right and the two yeah, yeah sorry and then and then the police officers probably did not fear imminent harm absolutely so the
1: the two are are at odds in the sense that they're directed at different purposes um, when the, when the constitution prohibit, uh, prohibits hate speech it's directed at trying to get people to understand that uh, just generally in their speech, they are entitled to say pretty much anything, except that they cannot promote war, they cannot um, they cannot incite violence, uh, and and so it's the idea is to impose a, a sort of restriction, but it doesn't necessarily attach to a threat of criminal punishment. In this case, it's about saying under the criminal law, if you do this stuff and it infringes the dignity of another person and you do so intentionally and – and here's the link to the Constitution – you can't make any of the claims to free speech under the Constitution, then you commit a criminal offense and we will punish you for that.
0: Okay. Um, I mean, it's quite complicated area of law in some way, because there will be people who will say, you do not have a right to not be offended. Um,
1: you do not have... I, I, I think I'm going to struggle with that. Yeah. Um, the question is going to be whether, on the one hand, uh, and this is the law on Inuria, whether the person was in fact um, affronted, and whether they are a reasonable person in the sense that they are not just so utterly, um, so utterly sensitive that uh, the, the slightest comment would, would have offended them, so there is a built in objectivity requirement in this offence, but ultimately it comes down to whether the individual concerned was offended and whether that offence was intended.
0: Okay, it seems likely that someone is going to appeal this. I mean, I realize Vicky Momberg may not have the money to, but I think, unfortunately, there are groups in society with an interest in this that are going to try and try and appeal this. They might fund an appeal or something along those lines. Does that appeal start in the High Court or does it go straight to the Supreme Court of Appeal? Because this is a magistrate's decision.
1: That's right. So the first step would be to apply to that magistrate or leave to appeal from the magistrate. If that's denied, well, let, let's say firstly, if it's granted, then the next step is to a high court single judge. The the judge president may, however, decide to allocate the case to a single or um, a. a three-court bench or even a two-court bench. It'll be up to the judge president to decide how important the case is. He may well in this case because it's precedent setting allocated to uh, what we call a full court which is either two or three judges and if for instance um, that that court uh, confirms the decision she could then appeal further to the Supreme Court of Appeal and from there to the Constitutional Court funds permitting. If she's declined then she would have to, declined by the magistrate, um, mm. to appeal. Then she would have to apply to the High Court, okay. for leave to appeal.
0: And in that, in those things, so in the High, in those forums, so in the High Court, the Supreme Court, the Constitutional Court, it's yep. only the criminal aspect of criminality that's looked at. It's not the hate speech argument that, as I understand it, I mean, I wasn't in court myself, wasn't actually brought in necessarily.
1: Unfortunately, we can't separate out the two. So. Yeah. If I I can try, within the definition of every single criminal offence in in South African criminal law, there is the requirement of unlawfulness. What you do or what you say must be unlawful. Now, unlawfulness is tested ultimately by the standard of whether what you do or say is constitutional, and that's where the link comes in. So that's why ultimately there would have to be a reference to the Constitution. Um, And if she wanted to raise the defence... She would have to say that, in some way, she has the right to to say so, and that in some way it's protected. I don't recall her ever raising this mm. argument though
0: all right, and just very quickly, Prof, there'll be people with a view on this it's a criminal case. Can they try and be friends of the court or they'll be excluded um,
1: a court a court would uh, would entertain anyone who's able to assist it. Mm. But uh, I can't imagine that uh, in this sort of case that that, that any group could really offer much more than Mm. the prosecution could, especially by calling um, experts to testify. Mm.
0: Professor James Grant, thank you very much indeed. Visiting Associate Professor at Wits University.